0: Why, hello there, nerds. I'm Ash.
1: And I'm Nat. And you're listening to Crime Time Nerds, a sister podcast. nerdlings to yet another episode of Crime Time Nerds. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about a case that is more than likely going to bring some tears to your eyes, as I know it did ours. And this is the case of a young baby who has remained nameless for 38 years, which is insane. So for this particular case, which is the case of baby boy Doe, it actually took place in Northfield, Vermont, back in March of 1982. And it's actually still a very much ongoing case to this day. This this case, honestly, I can, no joke, it made me ball when I was doing the research for it. It was super sad. And I, I just, I think I've said it before, but crimes against kids, I, I they literally just kill me and they, they break my heart. I, I just, They just shouldn't happen. They literally just shouldn't happen no, no child, no baby deserves any of this. They, you know, they, they come into this world and they, they trust us grown ups, to, to take care of them. And as a society, we just, we need to do better. That's, that's going to be my statement on that, but we really, really need to do better in protecting, protecting our, our youth because cases like this just should not happen.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Children are oftentimes the innocent victims of homicide, and today's case is no different. We are all familiar with cases each and every year where a young child was cruelly taken from this world, and oftentimes this is at the hands of the people they should be able to trust in the world the most. There was a study back in 1999 by the U.S. Department of Justice who concluded that mothers were responsible for a higher share of children killed during infancy between the years of 1976 and 1997 in the United States alone. Fathers were stated to have been more likely to be responsible for the death of children ages 8 or older. In 2014, a study showed that on average, 2.5% of all homicide arrests in the United States are for parents who have killed their children. There is on average about 500 arrests due to infanticide each year.
1: That's awful.
0: Yeah, that is a very, very high number. I I yeah. would have never have guessed it was that high.
1: I wouldn't have either. And, and 500 arrests due to infanticide is just like, that is insane. Insane. I stand by my statement. I haven't said it in a while, but man, these are trash humans. Anyone that kills a kid or, or attacks a kid or hurts a child, you are just a trash human. There's no excuse for that.
0: Absolutely no excuse.
1: It's awful.
0: So per our usual disclaimer, this case deals with the awful murder of a newborn infant child. So if this will trigger you in any form or way, we completely understand if this isn't the episode for you. This one was a hard one for us, so we know that it just may be a hard episode for many folks to listen as crimes against children are something that just shouldn't happen. And so with that, nerdlings, it's time for us to leave the light and take that old wheel again as we drive down the unknown dark roads of north-central Vermont circa 1982 as we discuss the still-unsolved murder of a young infant who is only known as Baby Boy Doe. Our case begins on April 1st, 1982 in a small town called Northfield, Vermont. Northfield, Vermont is located in Washington County, which is a neighboring county to Chittenden County. Northfield is a quaint, typical New England town that is home to Norwich University, which is a private military university, and it's also the oldest military university in the United States. It's a typical college town with a low crime rate like most Vermont towns. On April 1st, 1982, the town would be shook with a crime that just shouldn't happen. The morning of April 1st should have been a typical morning for four young children who were waiting for the school bus on Mill Hill Road in Northfield, Vermont. The children were waiting for their bus at around 7 a.m. when they observed the dog of one of the children's families dragging what looked to be a garbage bag towards the neighboring residence. The children were able to retrieve the garbage bag from their dog and open the bag up to see what the dog had been dragging. Upon opening the garbage bag, the children discovered the remains of a newborn baby wrapped in a brown bath towel. Police immediately were brought in and determined that the newborn was an infant Caucasian male who had been in recent delivery as his umbilical cord was still attached. Police immediately enlisted the help of the Vermont Crime Scene Lab, as well as the regional medical examiner at that time, Kevin Crowley, who were able to search the area for clues. Police also brought in the state's attorney for Washington County, Gregory McNaughton. It was determined that the infant male had possibly been thrown over an embankment on Mill Hill sometime either the night before or two nights before the dog had found the garbage bag with the baby's remains inside. So roughly the night of either March 30th or the 31st. Police determined that the infant was deceased when he was discovered by the four young children. Ugh. I know. Just ugh. State's attorney Gregory McNaughton requested an autopsy be conducted immediately on the newborn baby boy. It was during the autopsy conducted in Burlington, Vermont, that it was determined that the infant had been born alive and seemingly healthy with no underlying conditions that could have attributed to his death. Officials were not able to determine a direct cause of the death to the baby, and it is thought that he had died of exposure to the elements, or from suffocation. It is thought that he was only a few hours old at the time of his death. The umbilical cord being attached and still not cut led police to believe that someone had given birth to the infant boy at home and not in a hospital, as his cord would have been cut if he was delivered in the hospital. Police began speaking with local hospitals in order to determine if hospitals had any known females who had been seeking help regarding a recent pregnancy. Police understood that they were looking for a female who had been pregnant and then was perhaps claiming to have given the child away. It was thought that the suspect may not even have been from Northfield or Vermont entirely. In a statement from state's attorney Gregory McNaughton, he is quoted in the Burlington Free Press article released on April fifth, 1982, as saying, quote, I am somewhat surprised. Usually on something like this, when we make a request through the media for information, we get quite a few calls. But in this incident, has been very, very quiet. We hadn't had much information at all. Unquote.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, this case is, yeah. I I will never understand people. I will never understand who could do something like this.
0: I know. I've I've read this case. I know this case and yeah. even even talking about it I just get like yeah. goosebumps. It just sends like
1: that uh, emotional like what is wrong with people? Yeah. I I mean I get people make mistakes. It it happens. There's accidental pregnancies, things happen. You know, there's cases of rape. There there, there are responsible absolutely responsible options out there for people who find themselves in these situations. This is not how this situation is handled. That is not how you handle it.
0: Oh yeah. Leaving an innocent newborn baby to die in the elements is just like that is so despicable.
1: Yeah. That's a whole different level of vile. Like, how do you sleep sleep at night doing that? Like how do you how do you just leave some something so innocent and and unable to to take care of itself out in the wild? Like how do you do that?
0: Uh, no humanity is exactly no, what it is.
1: absolutely not. And, and it's awful. Like, this baby didn't even get to have a name. Like, no one—I know we said this before, but—especially with these John and Jane Doe cases, but no one should be born and just not have a name. Like, we all deserve to have a name, an identity, a personality. He didn't even get that. It's so sad.
0: Yeah, and this little infant that had been left unnamed and unknown for 38 years— he would have actually been Nat's age today if he had gotten to live his life as a healthy, happy child in a wonderful home. And that's just, that blows my mind that this baby boy would have been your age.
1: He would have been your brother and I's age, which is crazy. About 38. Like how how nuts is that? That he'd be, he would have had a whole life. He didn't get to have that.
0: Yeah. Probably would have had his own children or
1: family and hopefully goals, dreams, things like that. Yeah. And the thing is, it's that, like I said earlier, there's solutions. Adoption, that's an option. There, you know, and the other thing is, is there are so, so many people out there who can't have children. Any one of them would have loved, loved to have given this baby a home. Like anybody would have loved to. And in that situation, it just makes me so sad and livid. This is one of those cases that just makes you angry.
0: Yeah, like these types of crimes are the absolute ugliest crimes yeah. and like this baby had no chance of survival. So innocent. Like, how do you do that and go back and just live yeah. your normal life? Like, I don't get it.
1: I don't either. Like, and how do you not confess? That's the thing I think I'm very surprised by is that no one eventually caved and came forward and, and, and confessed to what they had done. I'm surprised that no one, that they were able to go 38 years and, and not come forward.
0: Yeah, and not even, like, a single person that was like, hmm, I know someone who is pregnant, but right. they seemed a little, like, iffy about it. Like, no tips on that or anything. Yeah, there crazy. Was,
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and the fact that the baby was found by a dog, uh, like, that, I, I don't know why, but that part makes it even worse to me. It, it just, like, just left, like, trash. It, it, it No child. No one should be left like that.
0: Yeah, and I can't believe that not only was this child left for dead in a garbage bag found by a dog. Yeah. It was also four kids that found this child.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine, like, how messed up must those kids have been? Like, how messed up? I. You don't come back from that. They were babies, too.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but to do that and mess these kids up, but, I, like, you're... Im- your actions have so many consequences in this situation on so many different levels. Like these are tr- this this person or these people truly, truly trash humans. Like you are the lowest of the low at this point.
0: Yeah, I would say like flaming. Yeah, hot trash.
1: Yeah, awful. so awful, so awful. Baby boy Doe may have remained unknown for the last 38 years but he's actually never been forgotten by the Vermont state police who have worked tirelessly to keep his memory and his case alive for the last 38 years since his little body was discovered back in that garbage bag. All those years ago, a month after his body was discovered a local Northfield priest, Reverend Frank Wisner, III, provided a funeral service for this newborn child. Whose only experience in this world was of terror and pain. Reverend Frank Wisner III named the infant Matthew Isaac, which literally translates to gift from God, and he named the child after biblical scripture. Over 80 people attended the funeral service in Northfield, Vermont, for the infant now known as Matthew Isaac. Reverend Wisner is quoted in one of our local papers known as the Bennington Banner as stating, it was just something I needed to do. When referencing why he decided to set up the funeral service and why he had named the young infant. Among those who had attended the service was members of the Vermont State Police who were there to pay their respects and had also hoped to maybe come into contact with the infant's parents, as the case had been widely publicized at that time. Reverend Wisner was also quoted in the Bennington banner as stating, I think the state police were hoping the parent or parents, out of guilt or remorse, might show up. No one ever came forward to identify or plead guilty over the murder of Matthew Isaac, also known as Baby Boy Doe. This 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 Reverend is wonderful human. Just a wonderful human.
0: I know he sounds like the sweetest, and yeah, I just think it's so heartwarming that a lot of the Vermont State Police came to the funeral service too.
1: Yeah, the the Vermont State Police in this situation were wonderful. They were really wonderful to this, this little boy's memory. You know, I, I think the reverend setting up the service and really like get, like giving the baby a name. It, it to me that was like, it, while it was, it, it was probably it was so. It's just the right thing to do. I, I understood what he with his quote about. There are just some, you know, some things you do. This is one of those. Like he just was a good man.
0: Oh, definitely. And I mean, I know we have this episode as baby boy Doe. Um, yeah, but. It is just truly, truly so heartwarming that they named him and he has a name now. Yeah. And people are giving him a voice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because he was an innocent victim. You know, some trash humans just threw him away. He deserves justice, just like any other victim.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So after the funeral service, Matthew Isaac's case became cold. Articles would pop up over the years as his case grew older, but the case seemed to just. eventually disappear from the public's eye into just being that of a faint, unhappy memory in Vermont state history. That is until July 23rd of 2020, when Vermont state police announced that while they didn't have any new leads in this case, they did have a new goal to try and solve this heartbreaking murder on July 23rd of this year, detectives with the Vermont state police announced that they would be partnering with a Virginia-based DNA company known as Parabon Nanolabs. Parabon has been conducting work on DNA ancestral technology and has created an emerging investigative technique involving DNA called the Snapshot Advanced DNA Analysis Platform. Parabon uses public databases in which the DNA samples have been given freely. VP of Parabon, Paula Armentraup, stated in a Times-Argus interview that her company provides services specifically to law enforcement, which is awesome. They do not utilize genealogy companies such as Ancestry.com or 23andMe, as those companies do not actually allow law enforcement to utilize their data. Which I actually didn't realize that that I always assumed that they were getting their, their data from... Law enforcement was getting their data from those type of places like 23andMe and Ancestry.com, dot com, all those genealogy sites, but that's actually not the case. So I thought that was really, really interesting. I maybe I was alone and just didn't realize that, but I, I, I was curious if more people had had thought that way too. So the databases that Parabon utilizes can actually determine if the DNA that the Vermont State Police provides them with, which is from Matthew Isaacs. They can actually tell if it matches any of the DNA within those public databases, all of the ones that they have access to. And this allows police to gain some much needed potential ancestral DNA matches that could lead to the eventual identity of just who Matthew Isaac was born to back in March of 1982, which hopefully could then lead them to possibly identifying his killers. Parabon has helped law enforcement from 118 different agencies solve cold cases, including a case that had been unsolved since 1958, which is amazing. So it really gives so much hope to these older cases. So much hope. And Detective Angela Baker with the Vermont State Police was quoted from the from the Times Argus as saying, Quote, there have been a lot of people who have been interviewed for this case and a lot of tips that have come in through the years. Nothing has panned out in terms of finding out who the parents of this baby are. This new investigative tool could point us in a completely different direction that we didn't even know existed. People we didn't even know were associated with this case, unquote. One interesting thing with Parabon is that even if this DNA sample doesn't get a match right away... Parabon will actually continue to test the DNA against the database over time so that even years from now, if if new DNA is submitted, then it would be it would be continually tested against Matthew Isaac's DNA. Parabon also set up a crowdfunding campaign in order to pay for the cost of the DNA genetic testing, which was set up in, back in July of 2020, and it made its goal as of when I checked my research for this for this case. So it was such a nice thing to see. They had absolutely, absolutely accomplished their goal. So gotta love seeing people locally try to help solve this case. So it was really, really heartwarming to see. Detective Angela Baker stated that she is hopeful that the genetic testing will give the Vermont State Police information about who potential suspects may be or who to begin interviews with in order to learn more information about Matthew Isaac. This case is still an ongoing case as police specialists utilized time during the recent pandemic in order to work towards efforts to continue to try and solve this unsolved case, as well as many others that happened within our state. Captain Scott Dunlap of the Vermont State Police was quoted as saying, Vermonters should know that we continue to pursue unsolved homicides even after many years or decades, we know how important it is to bring closure to families and offenders to justice. The baby Boy doe case is just the latest example, and it's one where members of the public can play a direct role in helping us find answers unquote. Heather Gibbs, a cold case specialist with the Vermont State Police, also stated that, Quote, we've never lost sight of this victim or of the secondary victims in this case. We want to learn the identity of this infant, help bring answers to the community, and hold the offender responsible. Our detectives have done amazing and tireless work on this case since 1982, but our investigative efforts can only go so far. Unquote. We can all hope that the Parabon genetic database testing will begin to unravel some of the mysteries of this case. Perhaps in time, we will finally know just who baby Matthew Isaac was, as he was also known as Baby Boy Doe, and who his killers actually were.
0: Wow. I am like, I'm so hopeful for this case, and I'm so happy that the Vermont State Police are, like, pushing forward with this after so long.
1: Yeah, I agree. This is... And hearing that they... That this company Parabon had actually solved helped to solve a case from 1958, and and they were, they had several under their belt 118. I think they were working on. Yeah. That's amazing. That gives so much hope to so many people that are wondering about their loved ones and maybe giving some of these Jane and John Doe's names and 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 of hopefully eventually we can start to maybe see justice for these victims as these are cases that still have murderers walking out among the streets like they're still out there
0: oh definitely and i mean i often wonder too what if this uh baby boy doe or matthew isaac had a sibling right you never know
1: yeah and they will never know it's this one is just it's just hard it's such a hard case and it's a it makes you angry and i feel like it should make you angry like you should you should be angry at this case because no one should have done this this is a, such an innocent baby it, it, there are things you that are just unacceptable in this world this is one of them any crime is unacceptable in my opinion but this is one that is like the lowest of the low
0: oh 100% this is this is so low and do you like, do you have theories on this case? Like what are your thoughts on it?
1: I as I don't know. I I I personally kind of lean towards maybe some teenage parents. I I really do. Maybe somebody who was hiding a pregnancy or maybe a couple who I don't know, who were who were too young. I I, I just suspect that it my instinct says it's it's a it's a younger a younger situation.
0: Yeah, I I'm on the same line as that, like, I mean, to put the baby in a garbage bag Mm -hmm. uh, that just thrown over an embankment, like, come on. Yeah. But I'm kind of on the same in the same vein as you are. I believe this was a couple of teenagers. And I mean, it might have been a couple or it might have been a teenager who was.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or one teenager that Came from a super super religious family and knew that they would be in a lot of trouble if they had this baby.
1: Yep, or just um, a strict family. Yeah, I. But that's no excuse. Like you own.
0: Oh, definitely not.
1: Yeah, you own. The, you own what happens. You own your things. You know, there are options. Especially this. You know, was in the eighties. There were lots of options available. It wasn't like yeah. there wasn't. It wasn't. You know, we're not talking the nineteen forties or anything like that. But in my opinion you do not murder a baby. Like that is not the solution.
0: Oh, no, definitely not. And I mean, I wonder because if if this is if what we think is what actually happened, mm-hmm. which hopefully we find out if they were teenagers and they had this baby Doe, Right. When they grow up, I wonder if they had more children. Right. Yeah, but I mean, if it happened, maybe that's how we can get their DNA. Ah, I see the,
1: what you're if saying. If
0: sibling or the, the that child uh, went to get an ancestor.com or or something, you know what I mean?
1: That's true. So many people are doing it, or if they even just submit it to to uh, any of the the databases that you can for for genetic testing for uh, crimes cases. So I mean, there are definitely options here. I'm I'm curious on this one that. I hadn't thought of that angle too of of where that could lead because if they did end up having more children that you might actually be able to get some hits for him based on that. I just, it's just unbelievable that anyone could do this. This is, this is probably one of the worst cases that I've read that we've had.
0: Oh yeah. And I mean, it's, it could be an older person as well, or something major happened. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm just, I'm really banking on Baby boy Doe having a sibling and so that sibling having kids and someone has to have some some DNA in the system, I would really hope.
1: I would hope so too. and and hopefully, I, one of the things that I thought was so cool is that Parabon will keep retesting it. So even as they get more and more, you know, DNA samples into their database, they, his his is now in part of that. and they'll just keep testing it until they get a hit, which I thought was so interesting. And it's really it gives so much hope for for future cases that I mean I, I know we've mentioned before that there are a thousand unidentified victims every year a thousand people with no identities that are found just their bodies so the idea that companies like Parabon or or other companies like them are out there helping police or law enforcement try to solve those cases and give that closure that's huge I mean. Maybe one day we'll start to see those numbers dwindle and we won't have a thousand un- unnamed people.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, we we can only hope, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I do hope, I, I would have thought by after 38 years that somebody, I mean, that's a pretty heavy burden for anyone to carry. Like, you murdered a baby. That's pretty, pretty hefty guilt you should be having on that, I would think. I'm surprised that no one came forward and admitted to their their guilt. I'm really surprised in that.
0: Yeah, I. That's yeah. That's the other reason why I do strongly believe it was a teenager.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I
0: mean, teenagers have to have guilt too, you know? Yeah. Like,
1: How do you not have guilt for something like this? Like, I, I mean, you you're a heartless human being, and kind of in my opinion, I stand by trash human. If this was your solution, when there are uh, other options out there, you're a bad human. This is not how you handle that solution situation. Not a not a baby who was just born.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this is a thirty. We said thirty eight year old case. Yeah. Um, I know some people admit to things on their deathbed. Yeah. So that's maybe another thing we can
1: mm-hmm.
0: hope for that they had so much guilt and they know they're I about to say
1: something. Yeah. Yeah. Or that DNA comes through before now and then. But yeah, yeah. I definitely, this one, this one will sit with me. I remember I went to bed really bummed after, really, really bummed after uh, re- doing doing the research for this case that uh, it was about a week of just being super, super sad. This one is is a rough case. And, yeah. you know, one of the things, though, I admire is this, the Vermont State Police really have tried to keep, they've tried to do right by this little boy. And I thought that was really sweet there are a lot of yeah. good people a lot of good people along the way for this child even even though it was in his death there there were some good kind people
0: yeah i agree i really you know i really am hopeful
1: me too I really
0: am and i hope that i know we've said it before in our disappearance cases or missing pa- missing mm. cases i hope we can do another podcast episode me telling too. you nerdlings what's going on with this
1: yeah i think that would be amazing i I'm so excited that they did this during the pandemic, you know, uh, that they were taking advantage of that time. And it wasn't just this case that the, y- they were working on, they were working on several unsolved cases here in Vermont. So, you know, that was it was amazing to hear because that's, you know, there's a lot of we, we talk about them all the time. We have a lot of unsolved cases. Not like astronomical, but we do have a a, a large amount of unsolved cases in the state. So, it would be great to have more information as time goes on and as science catches up. So, Until then, we can absolutely never forget the unnamed victims of these unsolved crimes of John and Jane Doe's. And this case just absolutely highlights how important it is to try and solve each and every one of these cases, even when decades pass and the case seems to be cold. We can hope that in time, the monsters that killed this innocent baby, who barely, barely got to be in this world, will absolutely absolutely pay for their crimes. And hopefully one day soon, Matthew Isaac, the infant who was so, so callously discarded in a garbage bag in Northfield, Vermont will finally have justice for the crimes committed against him. Maybe one day soon, we will actually be able to do an update on this case. Like Ash said, and it would be amazing to know that Matthew Isaac had finally gotten justice for his death and that those who were responsible for it would finally, finally pay for what they did to him.
0: And with that, nerdlings, we conclude the case of Baby Boy Doe of Northfield, Vermont, who was kindly named Matthew Isaac by a good human in this world. If you have any information of relevance to the murder or identity of Baby Boy Doe, please reach out to Detective Sergeant Angela Baker at Angela.Baker at Vermont.gov. Or submit an anonymous tip online at vsp.vermont.gov/tip-submit. Thanks to each and every one of you, nerdlings, for listening this week. And if you liked this episode or any of our others, please hit that subscribe button and feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast subscriber. You can also hit us up on our Instagram at Crime Time Nerds. Or check out our case notes at crimetime where we post references and photos of all of our cases. We also have a Twitter account, which is at time nerds, and an email you can reach us at, which is time nerds at gmail.com. We will catch you next time, you crime loving nerdlings.